Okay. So we we have uh, just uh, started on the verse five, and this is where it starts. I mean, the whole Trigona concept uh, starts from this uh, shloka. So until now, so um, in the the big scheme of things, the final part of Gita, which is the uh, from the thirteenth chapter to the eighteenth chapter, is about prakriti. The first part talks about jiva and jiva sadhana, where you know in in the second and third chapter in the karma, what jiva does is is um, the the first six. In the last six, where is jiva located in? Right, and what are the things that we see around us in this world, and how to make sense of it? So when we have to do sadhana, sadhana is about a decision framework. How we decide to do what we do. That's a, that's sadhana, right? What this framework of three is helping us do is choose the right framework, choose the right uh, in a path to move forward with. So that is what it does. So if if the uh, the framework of Prakriti and Purusha helps us to identify what is important, the essence of things, identify what is important. The framework of three helps us decide what to do and how to proceed. So this is a decision framework uh, that, for um, you know, we have we have completely forgot forgotten this. This should this should be a a subject uh, of uh, in, in decision uh, theory of how to decide on things. And a framework of three, you know, at least from in India, big, this is where it came from. This should be a main topic, uh, you know. In in this is not just um, individual lives. I mean, in politics, in in uh, international politics, in all of these things, this framework of three is very important. And that's what until turn to British and the the education system came about. That was how people thought about things in terms of trigunas. And then it is completely gone. So, and how Trigona is important, and what is the basis of Trigona decision? Krishna explains in this chapter uh, from from this verse onwards. It's a fantastic uh, concept, and so let's start with um, uh, verse five. Sattvam rajas tama iti gunaha prakriti sambhavaha. So, I said guna. It's not just property, but literally guna means a, a, a tie. It's a thread that ties us, right? It's a tie. So we have been wrapped around by three ropes. Guna is like a rope. What are those three ropes? Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas, right? And guna literally also means ropes, that which ties us. And three of them have tied us. Sattva, guna is also binding. Rajoguna is of course binding. Tamoguna is very binding. So all the three are binding. And prakriti sambhavaha. That means prakriti is actually three. Prakriti. When we say prakriti, prakriti, the nature of prakriti is it is three. And because the world in which we live and move about and encounter is all prakriti based, everything in this world is three. Everything in this world comes in terms of three, three versions of everything, whether it's mental concepts, uh, conceptions, physical world, or anything that we can think about that is an evolute of prakriti. It's all made up of three, right? It's a framework of three. 
So that, that, that's what this one, first part of this shloka establishes that. Sattvam, Raja, Tama, Iti, Gunaha, these three ropes, Prakriti, Sambhavaha, they come from Prakriti. So that means these are the foundational basis of everything that is created. Everything that's created is based on this, including the Panchabhutas. Panchabhutas is the next framework. It's a framework where it's manifested. The world manifests through, like uh, last time I said, right? The Pancha, Rudra as a creator. Shiva is a creator first. Then, you know, then the destroyer. Then the creator of aspect of Shiva is five. The number five comes from the creation aspect of Shiva. Number 11 comes from the destructive aspect of Shiva, like what I said last time. So Shiva Panchakshari, that's very important for, because Shiva is the one through which the physical manifestation of the world happens. From Shiva, the Panchabhutas come. From Shiva, the Pancha Indriyas come. From Shiva, the Pancha Jnanendriyas come. Pancha Karmendriyas come. Pancha Tanmatras, Pancha Antakaranas, all of these are all pancha, 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 pancha. Everything is in fives. Everything that manifests is in fives. And the ingredients of this five is three. So three is the basis of five. So if you look at the pancha bhutas, akasha, vayu, agni, apa, prithivi. These are the five. These five can be divided into akasha and vayu is rajastatma. Raja is movement, right? Activity. So, Vayu and Akasha are movement. Agni is light, Sattva in nature. And Jala and uh, Prithvi is Tamas in nature. And Tamas is not bad. So, Sattva, Rajas and Tamas, these are basic building blocks. They are not bad or good. There is no judgment uh, at that level. Sattva and Rajas and Tamas level there's no judgment. When, when there is imbalance in the three, then there is a, uh, you know, uh, the moral, moral aspect or ethical aspect to it. That means when sattva is more, rajas is very less, tamas is very, very less, that is good. Right? And then rajas is a, a lot, there's less of tamas, there's sattva, that's the medium, middle. When tamas is more, sattva is less, rajas is less, that is bad. So good, bad, ugly comes with the imbalance, but not the each individual. You know, sattva is not bad. Of course, sattva is always good. Rajas is not bad. Tamas individually they are not. They are just the, the building blocks. Just like taking A, B, C. There is nothing bad. Bad word can be formed with A, B, C combination, right? But individually A is not bad, B is not bad, C is not bad, right? Like that. So like the tamas is not bad. Tamas, you know, like um, uh, if you take the analogy of uh, car, Tamas is like a brake, very essential for the car. No, without brake, how can you drive safely? You cannot. Rajas is like the, uh, the gas pedal, very essential to move. But when both are uh, in balance, that is how you can actually meaning around. The problem, not the individual ingredient. So that's very important, right? You know, people. Uh, you know, usually when we say tamas, we we are we mean tamas is imbalanced. You know, there's an imbalance. Tamas is more. It's not the tamas itself 
as an ingredient is bad right that is very important to understand that so satvam rajas tama iti gunaha prakritaha nibadnanti they are tying they bind they tie mahabaho dehe dehinam avyayam dehin is jiva is avyaya but he is stuck in a body which is made up of these three and these three can be conceived of as ropes that binders nibadnanti to bind and english you know bind bound bad they are cognates they are uh, shiva, shiva shiva creates the world by creating panchabhutas and from panchabhutas what comes uh, elements everything comes panchabhutas are the elements so there is no if you look at the world there is no shuddha sattva so shuddha rajas shuddha tamas I mean, you cannot look at something and say this is uh, just uh, sattva it is it's all mixed and krishna himself says that it's all mixed even in the panchabhutas level when i say akasha it is elemental akasha that means we cannot what we found us is combination of all of them ether is a combination of of all the elements vayu is a combination of elements agni is a combination of elements so like if you look at uh, uh, the chandogya upanishad uh, uddalaka is explaining uh, how the world is made up of three three that the tribhutas agni apa prithivi and how they are all combined and he is explain to uh, shweta how to identify the individual parts because all of them are in a combination so he says look at agni the black part of agni you know is the for uh, is the is the tamas and as well as the prithvi tattva and then the reddish part of fire that is the agni tattva so even though agni is one they are actually constituted of three in combination There's so even the even the panchabhutas have each panchabhuta each element has the other elements but the predominant element is what we call it basically that's what you're saying correct i mean when we are talking about elements we are talking about two kinds of elements panchabhutas themselves have three elements which is sattva rajas tamas each one of them has that right to uh, in balance extreme so like uh, akasha will part of vayu tattva or i mean a lot of uh, this one uh, rajas tattva vayu will have a lot of rajas tattva but agni will have a lot of sattva uh, guna sattva guna rajoguna for akasha and vayu of sattva guna for agni the light but there will be little of tamas and rajas as well which is what uddalaka identifies for shweta ketu he says look around in all of the world there is a mix of these elements in everything that we experience is what he is saying in that one and so in in the world with the panchabhutas themselves have three elements sattva rajas tamas and the panchabhutas Sir, uh, we're not hearing you. It's frozen. 
will be rejoining Krishna. Okay, I was in the middle of the um, uh, explaining that. So, none of we are in this world are elemental in nature. They are always a compound of these various elements together. Even when we say fire, it's not just fire, bhuta. It is a mixture of all of them. With same thing is water. Water is the water that we drink is is a mixture of all the elements. Predominant is Jala Tattva or Jala Bhuta. Right? That's very important to know. But within them, the, the first level is the Pancha Bhutas. That's a framework of five. And below that is the framework of three. Sattva Rajasthamas. Right? So we have to understand that. So what Krishna is talking about is the Sattva Rajasthamas aspect of it. Which, which is everywhere. Like Jnana is is rajas bhakti is tamas right the triangle of jnanas uh, karma and bhakti that we talk about it is nothing but the framework of three knowledge actions and then bhakti right so it this is everywhere this framework of three is in everywhere is in everything too okay so nibadnanti mahavaho dehe dehinam avyam so these all of us um, and why it's binding we'll see why it's binding but this is what it is. We will encounter it every, and this therefore the decision uh, uh, kind of uh, framework, which will help each one individually and how they work, will help us decide uh, or to make the best decision. So now let's see how that is. So now we start. Krishna starts with um, telling, talking about sattva, sattva guna. He says, sattra sattvam. Nirmalatvat Prakashakam Anamayam Sukha Sangena Badnati Jnana Sangena Chanagha. So, what is the nature of Sattva? So, this is both psychophysical, psychological, this is also mental state and also physical. Right? What is fire in the mental state is clarity, light, knowledge. Both of them are applies psycho and physical both mental and physical so what Krishna is saying here is more mental because that's what uh, Gita is about he says Tatra Sattvam Sattva what is the nature of Sattva Guna he says Nirmalatvat it is pure because it's pure Prakasha come what is Prakasha here Prakasha in mental it is light and that is the after of the nature of knowledge of the nature of
Okay, hopefully it will stay now. Yeah, so uh, the nature of so nature is uh, sattva, that is understanding and clarity. Clarity is very important. So when the clarity comes, that means the sattva guna is in the body, right? Anamaya, it means no confusion, disease free, defect free. Those are all the status of sattva. Sukhasangena badnati. That means it gives us sukha. This is sukha is, that is com, coming from inside. That means that sense of satisfaction, alam buddhi, the sense of satisfaction, the sense of fullness that comes from within us, where there is, it's not uh, scarcity mentality, it is fullness that comes from us. When that nature is the nature of sattva, jnana sangena chana. That means within us, it takes us to know more, understand more, think more. That is the nature of sattva. Sattva guna. So I'll explain more is uh, here is more mental than physical. He's not, he's not explained what uh, sattva guna is physically manifested as, but more of psycho mental kind of uh, uh, this one. And that is purity, light, which is knowledge, and then confusion confusion free and then the nature of this sattva is to make us satisfied without any cause it is our by nature itself we are satisfied and full and then jnana sangyana that means it will by nature make make us know more understand more think more right that is what sattva is now let us look at Rajoguna. Now, Rajoguna, Rajo, Ragatmakam Vidhi, Trushna Sangha Samudbhavam, Tannibadnati Kaunteya, Karma Sangena Tehinam. Now, look, let's look at Rajoguna. Rajoguna, he says, Rajoguna is Ragatmaka. That means the nature of wanting, that is Rajas. Rajas is wanting. Again, it's mental, mental. But in physical, Rajas is what? Activity. Rajas is action or activity is Rajas. But in mental thing, Rajas is desire. Rajas basically is desire. Ragatmakam. Raga means in Sanskrit, desire. Vidhi, Krishna, Sangha, Samudbhavam. What does it do? Krishna, Sangha. It creates attachment. Krishna basically means thirst, right? Trish and thirst. English thirst and uh, Samskrita Trishna, they are cognates. They have, you know, thirst has come from Trishna. So if you look at that, any uh, Hindi taras, tarasna, trishna, taras, thirst, all of them are related words. Trishna Sangha Samudbhavam. That means it is eternal need that never goes away. It is the eternal need and want that never goes away. It is the thirst that is never quenched. Yeah, it is quenched in short term. But again, we get thirsty. Again, we get hungry. Again, you know. So that means it's an endless cycle of thirst. That is Krishna Sangha Samudbhavam. It's attachment to that. That's the nature of Rajas. The nature of Rajas is desire. It's made of desire. 
and desire is the one mental is the one that physically leads to activity and which is the nature of rajas so tannibadnati what does rajas do it makes us bind all kinds of desires which will always be endless it will not be quenched at all right krishna tannibadnati kaunteya karma sangena dehinam what does it make it's a ever going endless activity to quench the thirst to satisfy the desire which basically is by the nature of not it is kamo anala that means there is no alam there is no satisfaction to desire desire is ever destroyed not satisfiable so it will put us in a cycle of activities of endless activities to quench desire which will never happen so we are ever in the cycle of that pursuit to quench it which has no end so in 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 jyotishya in horoscope the thirst that fire is in the sixth house shad the sixth house the shad bhava in jyotishya is the ever uh, you know despite unsatisfiable desire the fire right physically it's the gut you know if you look at in the jyotishya the sixth house is where the gut is where the food get digested do you think once one you eat once in life you're you're satisfied no you have to do it every day right so that is an endless so sixth is like endless binding sixth house is a house of binding or bondage your bond your the bondage is in the house of sixth house right which will also tell you why you were born what is the desire that was unmet that brought you to this life that is that's okay tannibadnati kaunteya karma sange dehinam it's a ever work ever ending actions ever ending toil for something that is never satisfied which is the story of all of our lives it's an endless oh i want to do this and then oh no no i want to wait until my uh, my uh, son or daughter graduate and then something else comes and then you never get into philosophy or you never you, you always put it on future and it never happens that never ending nature is the nature of rajas okay so tannibadnati kaunteya karma sangena dehina what is the nature of tamas tamas tamastu agnyanajam vidhi mohanam sarva dehinam pramada alasya nidrabihi tannibadnati bharata the rope is binding with what it says it's agnyanaja so agnyanaja means here if you look at the gita vivrutti of uh, shri raghavendra swami what is he saying agnyanam jayate yas yataha tad agnyanajam see it's a bahuvrihi samasa not tatpurusha samasa that agnyanajam it can also mean tamas is the cause of agnyana or tamas comes from agnyana so both both can be there so he is he what he is saying is agnyanam jayate yataha from where agnyana comes that is agni right so tam agnyanajam so tamas does not come from agnyana agnyana comes from tamas is what uh, raghavendra swami uh, gita vivrutti say that means 
Tamaguna is the one that manifests Ajnana. So what is the nature of Ajnana? That means Mohanam first. Mohanam. Mohana means what? People have Mohana names. What is Mohana? You can unmute and uh, answer. What is Mohana? That which that which that which attracts everybody. Uh, the quality of infatuation. Attraction is a little bit less in intensity. Infatuation is more in intensity, right? So it's infatuation. That infatuation for something that we have, addiction, infatuation, that is Mohana. So Krishna is Manamohana. Right? So that means that, that his his beauty was so much that people were infatuated with him in, in that sense. And people kept keep the name Mohan. Mohana is, is Krishna, not not uh, Mohana. <laughs> no, not that. So Mohana means infatuation. Mohanam, so it's of so addictions is of tamas. Mohanam sarvadehinam. And what are the other manifestations? So Mahanam. I have a confusion here between uh, Rajas and Tamas, uh, Sunil. I've been looking at it for some time. So yeah. now addiction is also a, a extreme desire. So it is basically goes into the Rajasic tendency, right? So if you have an addiction for something, you you desire something, and it gets very intense. It becomes an addiction. So correct. why is it? So why are you moving it to Tamas now? Because it's a matter of passion and desire. Correct, correct, correct. correct. So if you look at the our model of um, Rajas and Tamas or We lost you, Sunil. Yep, same. Yeah, so um, so tamas is the not just its opposite. It is it's it's not having rajas. So the opposite of rajas. So extremities. We lost you, Sunil.
yeah he's rebooting some laptop issues Thomasy connection is there Yeah laptop is afflicted <laughs> the network is not able to maintain the flow of thoughts that he is expressing so even in network there is satvik and rajasik and tamasik <laughs> maybe network becomes satvik from rajas slow network is tamasik and then satvik It's a good question. Is network uh, tamasic, rajasic, or satvic? Depends. On, depends on the speed. No? Depends on which, uh, which uh, you know, which one, which one of the system you are using, right? Yeah, I think our uh, internet is itself uh, a little bit slow. Okay, I'm back. It, this one is I don't think it's in our internet. This is like uh, it wants to force me to go to Windows 11. Okay. And so this is a Microsoft. Thank you. <laughs> this is anyway. So hopefully I've, I've reset now. Uh, it will work fine. Let's see. Right. So I, as I was saying, the uh, the nature of tamas is not that of inactivity. It is also extremes of activity. Extremity of tamas uh, rajas becomes tamas. So there's two versions of it, right? like a person a lazy person is also tamasic a person who commits genocide is also tamasic so there are two kinds of it right that the two opposite versions of um uh, rajas is zero rajas which is inactivity and then negative of rajas which is extreme activity right so addiction comes under that so mohana that's why he says mohana mohana is addiction infatuation all of those is tamasic in nature and because it and you 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 learn why that is tamasic because krishna himself will define that right and what what are he says pramada alasya nidra it binds us to pramada alasya nidra alasya is laziness you don't want anything boredom laziness basically tamas is of the nature of lack of energy or no energy but sunil uh, when you have addiction or infatuation and uh, extremes of activity it creates more activity right not inactivity correct, correct. so that's what i'm saying so tamas are two version extreme activity or inactivity both are tamas because extreme activity comes from lack of knowledge so which is what krishna himself will uh, explain so there are two versions of tamas one is a lazy person and one is a infatuated person that's doing extremes of activity both come under tamas right so if you look at this one mohana is infatuation and addiction and all that pramada alasya of course is laziness right that's lack of energy boredom all of those things are the nature of tamas and then pramada uh, pramada pramada means what it's it's mistakes um uh, irresponsible things that we do right mindlessness that's pramada 
you know the mindless mistakes that uh, that means the lack of thinking leads us to do things that is of the nature of tamas that is called pramada oh pramada happened what is pramada happened means i made a big mistake because i don't you know many right oh i don't know what i was thinking or we can he was done something bad say we i don't know how what he was thinking how did he do that right that is pramada pramada see pramada addiction see addiction leads to pramada right if you are infatuated with something then you are going to commit those mistakes like which you you know when you when you are calm and and peaceful then you say like what was i thinking why did i do such a thing right that is of the nature of tamas and of course nidra sleep is of the nature of tamas here sleep is essential like i said tamas itself is not bad but tamasika guna which here means ati nidra is tamas too much sleeping is tamas where you know of course too much sleeping is laziness alasya pramada all of these are connected right so you get the point energy is low there is boredom there is addiction all of those things are of the nature of tamas right so now there are three natures and it krishna is only focused on the psychological aspects of it satvaguna is a lot of energy but calmness and clarity and it gives us a drive to know more to think pure right and then we are by you know if you can think of some think of some uh, when you just you got up and you were just happy happy for no reason right if you are happy for then satvaguna is there in your body it's kamila snail if uh, in tamas uh, one aspect you experience extremes of activity and the second aspect is lack of activity and low energy how, how does lack of activity or low energy lead to ignorance and is bad in what way it is bad because no, no, no. tamas it, leads to see we will see that krishna himself says what it does is it see the the lack of see even in, let's let's look at pramada pramada is mistake like you know, that uh, irresponsibility or mistake mindless mistakes that we make right that means what what is it mindlessness that means we have not applied the energy to think before we act we act out of impulse that is tamas of the nature of tamas right that that is that means when gnana krishna himself says gnanam avrutya tishtati yat agnyanam gnanam avrutya tishtati tat tamaha so the nature of tamas is to kind of bind or or veil that knowledge that thinking the clear clarity and the mistake that comes out of that is of the nature of tamas right so that is the drive for tamas is that is that clear or or um, see tamas dream infatuation and all of those things you are having that has it blocked your thinking or has it made you think even more are you expending the energy to think you are not nothing in tamas will expend energy to think to know it is mindlessness that is of the nature of tamas right it's a low energy state 
mentally it's a low energy state physically it might be uh, you know they might have committed genocide but they have not expended the energy to understand to think it is shut down it's just mindless doing that is of the nature of tamas so sunil so if you if you think of it rajas will be completely opposite he just overthink everything trying to do something exactly right i mean it's like overthinking everything um, okay. overdoing everything uh, you know that that is of the nature of rajas rajas okay yeah okay you you in such a nice okay so what krishna does here in the ninth one he summarize uh what he said now he says satvam sukhe sanjayati rajah karmani bharata jnanam avrityatu tamah pravade sanjayati utha so rule of thumb if you need to know rule of thumb what each one causes he says sukha sanjayati rajah i mean uh, satvam so when satva is there the calm happiness is there in us you know you are not you are not and overdoing or underdoing or anything it's calmness it's calm happiness that is there within us that is of the nature of satva karmani if you are constantly doing something without an end doing is not wrong doing is good but doing in cycle that is wrong a pursuit that that endless pursuit that is wrong rajah karmani bharata in karma rajas is invested in endless desires jnanam avrityatu tamaha pramade sanjayati uta what is the nature of tamas it means jnana avarana that means it veils knowing that means if you want to sit and about something it will stop you from thinking it is mindless actions even though there is actions it's not rajas i mean action is there in tamas rajas and satva as well but when it is there is mindlessness when there is no uh, energy expended on thinking that becomes action that is of the nature of and it says pramada it's pramada pramada means mindless doing mindless doing which is basically mystery because jnanam avritya it is a clarity it veils understanding it veils it veils calmness right it is it is like because of boredom you just went ahead and did something because you didn't really want to think and do things so violence is sunil so violence is tamas tamasic why see violence is rajasic extreme violence is tamasic extreme okay and then the gambling alcohol is that tamasic or rajasic they're all rajasic until a point it becomes like you know alcohol a person is uh, uh, is drunk morning and evening then of course that's tamasic in nature because why it shuts off his mind right it's, it's there is no thinking there see rajas is the i mean satva is the nature of alertness i am alert i know i can think i can be clear in no thinking what does uh, drinking do removes that alertness right so if you are always drinking 
then it's it's you are you are completely in pramada right unmada it's madness craziness right pramada unmada madaka vastu right madaka the drugs are called madaka mada it gives you mada right so that uh, yes. so when something makes you mindless see the difference between it's it's very yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunil, here I have a quick question for you. Now you are saying extreme violence is tamasic, right? Now where Arjuna is standing, he is standing in the war, right? So he is now going to be doing extreme violence. He is going to be killing people. So now what are you going to say? He, he is he is Krishna. Uh, uh, what, what is what is uh, uh, Arjuna's action now going to be? Tamasic or uh, satvik? Satvik. So, but it is extreme violence. See, he is going to kill. He is going to. No, 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 no. See, extreme. He is not. He is alert to dharma. It's not. It's not uh, like mindless action. Arjuna is not just going about like. See, a person <laughs> taking a gun and mindlessly shooting everybody. That is tamasic in nature. A person, a soldier who is in the war shooting the enemy. No, how can that be any tamasic? I mean, the violence can be defined in three ways, right? A doctor slitting open the abdomen of a patient to save a patient's life is sattvic. Somebody exactly. is opening the abdomen to kill somebody. It is a tamasic. I mean, tamasic, right? And the same, same doctor uh, opening to uh, organ. How can that be? You know, there's a di there's a difference between surgery for harvesting organs and surgery for removing the disease, right? What it is for determines the nature of the action. right karma and kama go together like in if we have done this in many in classes right karma is the same as nothing karma is karma but the intent the kama behind the karma determines whether the karma is satvik rajasik or tamasik right what is the intent behind those actions okay so the so what krishna has quickly given here in the ninth verse is the rules of thumb if you are if you have satisfaction and clarity think that there is sattva in it's sattva in nature that you have sattva if there is it's something leading you to constant activity see constant activity see the constant activity Yeah, I think our uh, internet uh, is down again. Uh, Sunilji, can you go over the synopsis of this class again next week?
at least a quick quick uh, recap yeah, yeah, yeah. because I, yes every class i do that <laughs> yeah. so like you know mm. the uh, it, it's a little uh, you know um, confusing yeah. again confusion is the nature of rajas right and 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 the reason is see rajas is kind of like going from one level to another level because it's called hedonic adaptation that means a new house will you know they in in uh, uh, usually here they call that dopamine dopamine hit right you get a dope hit in the brain when there's something not something new right you suddenly you feel good but then the same thing after like months it becomes ordinary right you need to go to the next level something even more novel right so it has to be because we adapt to the the new newness the new will no longer be new as we adapt uh, adapt to it so it has to be like upgraded like you know you have to upgrade it from one level to another level to feel good like right? the high the feel goodness that is of the uh, nature of rajas tamas is extreme tamas is like uh, full infatuation addiction where you know madness that is tamas right so i think in rajas there is a certain amount of purpose certain at least little bit of a clarity little bit of yeah, purpose yes. passion is there something for good for himself or for the society but in uh, tamas probably the, the thing has gone so far that it clouds the consciousness and completely it, it yeah that's the right word to use clouding our clouded. decision is clouded right it's clouding our mind it's clouded the mental faculty you know so rajas too long will lead to tamas because you know it's like the 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 one end to the other end like right? it's like the clock pendulum like once you go to the other end it's going to pull you to the so it is going like that okay so these are the three things that that we are made of our mental makeup is these three things so 10 so now krishna is going to apply this to each of the domains rajas first thing is saying beautiful so we are made up of three the question is is there a mixture of three or the three are separate right that we have three that is separated i mean we have three gunas that are mixed remember i said everything in the universe is three gunas mixed so is the mixture like uh, you know when you mix things together then when you mix colors you get a new color so is the mixture of the, uh, the three gunas like that that something new is for or is it separate now what let's tamas chabhi bhuya satvam bhavati bharata rajah satvam tamas chaiva tamas satvam rajas tatha so even though the three are together the three are not mixed together the three are together but the three are separately together in the sense that when sattva comes about it comes about and dominates our mental faculties by suppressing tamas and rajas sattva is acting tamas and rajas will not act each guna will suppress the other two gunas right but it might be changing then tamas become dominant right think of this right a person you know when you are when you are think let's say you are thinking of uh you know 
Vishnu Sahasranam or something. So there's a lot of bhakti in you. There's a uh, sattva in us. And suddenly somebody talks about uh, profits and business. Suddenly you're thinking of oh, how to make more profit and all this thing. That means what happened? Sattva is suppressed. Rajas comes up. So it is a interplay of these three gunas where one guna dominates by suppressing the other two gunas. You cannot have all the three gunas dominant at the same time. That is law one. Number one. That only one guna dominates at a time. When you have sattvic dominance, it comes about by suppressing rajasa and tamasa. But it could quickly change. You can be have sattvaguna for 15 seconds. And then for hours together, you might have tama, tamoguna. Right? Those are, if, you know, we, we know that uh, in our uh, everyday life. Suddenly there is some sense of clarity. No, oh, oh, now I get it, right? And then suddenly we are into some endless pursuits. And then the, in, in the middle of that, suddenly there is clarity and suddenly there is satisfaction and happiness. So when the clarity and happiness happens, it comes about by suppressing the other two gunas. When rajas, the you know, when when we are mindlessly pursuing uh, in, in pursuit of something, it is by suppressing the clarity of thought. Right. So one dominates by suppressing the other two. Which, when sattva dominates, you feel a sense of satisfaction and calmness, a calm satisfaction. At that time, rajas and tamas will be suppressed. They don't have any power. But then suddenly, rajas can become dominant. And that will suppress sattva and tamas. The same way when tamas becomes dominant, it will suppress sattva and rajas. Right? So tamas, the uh, mindless character of tamas is anti-sattva. Right? Because sattva is clarity, mindlessness and actionlessness or extremes of action is anti-rajas. So it, it, it's like it has both qualities, anti-rajas, anti-tamas. Right? So that is that. Is that. So, like that. so only one guna can dominate at a time. But it, it can be only, it can be for seconds or it can be for hours. Or it can be just constantly changing from one to another. But all the three cannot come about at the same time. Or even two of them can uh, come about at the same time. Only one guna becomes dominant at a time. Right? So that is very important to know. Had a question. Yes. Yeah. So... During these times when there is a lot of uh, scare going on, some sometimes people can become over worried and anxious and stressed, and they, uh, you know, you stop doing things because you cut down on doing things. Maybe give up your job just for the safety, you know, and uh, you know, cut down being uh, taking into consideration the safety part. Yeah. Uh, cut, cut down on traveling, even going to India, you know, you're scared because a lot of confusion happening and yeah. they want our safety and they are telling, don't come because we want you to be careful. You don't get, don't come because you have to look after the family. So, and you become like, you stop action because you're 
overthinking about the safety part. So <laughs> you had told once that uh, you have to get out in the world and do your stuff. You can't sit in the house and uh, think about the safety feature all the time. Uh, and there are others who overcome this fear and they go out and do stuff and they keep moving forward and come up with ideas, as you said, that entrepreneurial yeah. uh, spirit and all those things. So is this a sattva, tamas thing coming in, into activity? What is this? Correct, correct. Yes. So let me share the, I think I had opened, uh, let me document So the, the person who is very scared, uh, he or she would like to get out and do all the stuff or at least give a try to the things that the other people who are adventurous are doing, but the fear holds them back. You know? yeah. And we don't know whether we are doing the right thing or the wrong thing because the government is telling um, stay uh, uh, safe and don't venture out if you can avoid coming out. Uh, spending time with other folks, but you know, uh, there's a, where do we draw the limit? I think yeah. Sunil, so Sunil kind of mentioned that in the past, right? Excess fear is tamasic, appropriate fear is sattvic. Correct. Right? So that's what I'm showing. So this is, uh, you know, we have gone through this in the 10 big ideas and uh, in various classes. The framework of decision-making, right? Where, uh, let's say, you know, you're talking about fear, right? right? See, sattva yes. is healthy fear. That means you are cautious, but you are you are not uh, you know you are not over uh, scared and 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 not doing anything right. But rajas is fearlessness. It's like oh even though when there is danger, you you don't fear that danger. You are not uh, uh, you are not cautious enough so that that is again that is like having uh, just a gas pedal on a car which is basically you know it's going to be there's going to be an accident if you don't have a a, a brake but then the on the other side if you see it's phobia that's extreme fear because i don't want to go outside the house uh, you know where there is um, where there is no need to to do that you're doing extreme thinking and overthinking and then uh, it, it is just tying you down that is of the nature of tamas Right, it's like uh, the nature of tamas because you're like uh, extreme fear is tamas because it is making you uh, your actions completely constrained. While fearlessness doesn't, you know, it, it you act without any care. Phobia is like you you're like constrained in your action leading to tamas. Right, so that healthy fear is sattva. That means you should be adequate, yes, but not. Right, you have to go about life. I mean, life, life has to, right? And um, when it comes to COVID, um, you know, I was just looking at the, you know, there is a, again, change of topic here, like Sankranti, right? Um, Makar Sankranti happened on the 14th. So at here, Houston time, about 2.30 a.m., I think 2.29 or 2.30 a.m. So every Sankranti has a Sankranti Purusha and there's a, a, a horoscope drawn to see how, what it portends for the year. And um, at the time, you know, um, uh, moon is in very important. Sun will be in zero degrees, Makara. 
there is a kalasarpa yoga that just broke now so and guru being in kumbha breaks the kalasarpa yoga making a maha yoga right which means this year it will be finally uh, you know covid because that the sarpa the sarpa bandha is completely gone by guru so that that's the chart uh, that i was saying so even though i was like you know covid is going to be multi year maybe the new one omicron is actually good for everybody it's, it's probably going to sweep and then uh, and then it's going to be uh, good so that's what it says okay right so no need for phobia i i think it's for a good thing and uh, coming back to uh, the decision making framework of three what we need is healthy fear not extreme fear or fearlessness yeah. fearlessness is also dangerous phobias are also dangerous okay it's 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 our we need to cultivate healthy fear where there is adequate caution but lot of activity with adequate caution that is the healthy sattva okay and self pity is also a tamas is it and yeah self pity is tamas yes okay because if some people don't get something or the opportunity is not there uh, or uh, there is something beyond their control people can complain and so i think self pity they might have to find an opportunity or create an opportunity for themselves is it correct so if you look here see um not here so i had something toilet activity maybe here right aggressive so pity victimhood uh things come under tamas ego dominance they all you know pompous ego egoistic self loathing self pity and all of those things come under that's the the conception of self right egoistic thinking too much of yourself is rajasic thinking too less of yourself is tamasic it's like balancing self and the other the realism so realistic is always sattva extreme aggressiveness is rajas delusional is tamas so this this framework will will tell you so if, if 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 something is making you timid victim that is tam of the nature of tamas if it's making you very dominant think yourself as, as too much that's rajas if it makes you calm but still assertive and uh, you know alert assertive calm happy that is of the nature of sattva when you look at the views of the public with the covid and the vaccination the views which are some some of them are pretty delusional there are like half the population is tamasic there i mean there might be sattvic in other spheres but maybe in certain things the things can be i mean like i'm saying like this this is kind of not uh, set in stone right some other views can be tamasic but other views might be sattvic the last year scenario
Okay. Uh, I think our Wi-Fi is uh, tamasic now. <laughs> okay. So that is what it is. So this this one, uh, the tenth verse is saying, only one guna can dominate at a time. You cannot have a combination of guna. So even though sattva, rajas, tamas are together within us, they are not mixed. They are together but separately acting. When one comes, it comes up by suppressing the other two. Okay, so we'll see why that is important here. So now, how do you? This is where this is. Next three verses are very helpful in meditation and then cultivating of self-awareness. So why Krishna is telling all this is identify the guna is that is dominating within you at any given time, so that you can go from. If it's rajasic or tamasic, to stop right there and go to the sattvic version of that. That is very important. Now he says, how do you identify sattva guna when it comes about in us? When you are at peace, then you have sattva guna. And this is when you need a classroom. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you identify there is a sattva within us? That is, when sarvadvareshu means in all of the jnana indriyas that we have.
Okay. I had to reset the Wi-Fi itself. Let's see if that works. Anyway, so um, what the next three verses, which is like when Sattva is operating within us, there is suddenly calmness and clarity, and there is a sense of satisfaction. When you have the calm, calmness, clarity, and a sense of satisfaction, then identify that. Sattva is dominating within me. It's operating within me. So that's how you identify Sattva, which is a good thing. But the next two are important because that's what is the major that operates is Rajas and Tamas. So if you look at the verse 12, Lobaha Pravrutir Arambaha Karmanam Ashamaha Spruha Rajas Yetani Jayante Vivruddhe Bhartashaba. So when Rajas is operating more, when it has dominated by suppressing sattva and tamas, what happens? Lobha. What is lobha? What is lobha? Excessive desire, is it? Lobha is, it's uh, wanting more and more. Like, you know, here, uh, if you look at the Gita Vivrati, it says, lobho, dano de, that means you want, but you have no sense of giving back, right? That means uh, uh, gluttony, that, that is lobha. That is uh, getting everything for yourself, but having no sense of giving back. It's like right? a stinky person, right? So it's stinky. Stinky. stingy stingy person a stingy person is also lobby right that means those who don't do any charity they are lobbies that means they are just getting everything for themselves without giving anything back that sense of giving is the one that is so if you naturally have a sense of giving that is sattvic in nature if you have a sense of just Getting and hoarding, that hoarding, that is loba. Hoard, hoarding things without giving, without a sense of giving. 
that is lobha right so when lobha comes means what happens oh i want more and more and more but i don't want to give anybody it's everything for myself right that is lobha okay pravrittir arambha that means pravritti here is pravritti marga that means uh, that means getting into a chakra endless activity something leading to another thing to lead another thing so it is like endless endless activity that is called lobha i mean uh, that is called uh, pravritti arambha that means you are fully in the pravritti marga that means you are you are you are in activity which is going to be endless there is no end to it in life if you want to do something there is no end to it you have to step aside to make time for yourself that not having a time for yourself and just endlessly going about that is called as the pravritti arambha that is the pravritti marga karmana ashamaha ashama means what shama means happiness ashama means no happiness no tripti no satisfaction that sense of dissatisfaction wanting more and more so wanting more doing more wanting even more doing even more wanting even even more doing even even more like you know there's no endless endless wanting leads to endless doing that is karmanam ashamaha spruha spruha means basically desire spruha means desire not it's it's always a sense of i need more it's like what they say as the scarcity mentality scarcity mentality is nothing but rajasik that means if you have millions of dollars your question in the mind is why don't i have billions of dollars if you have billions of dollars the question is why am i not like jeff bezos right so whatever you are and how much ever you are you are looking at somebody who has more of something else and saying why i don't have that that is why even rich people are delusional and dissatisfied because of this right that is rajasik that spruha is scarcity mentality is wanting you know not not being satisfied but wanting things because you you are no longer um, you know You you no longer have the contentment with what you have. That that is called as spruha. Rajasyeta ani jayante vivrudde bhartarshaba. So this is very important because what this is, what Krishna is giving this in the framework. When you are in the mindset, and we will always be in these kinds of mindsets, is to stop identifying. Like I said, you always name and shame. when you label some, something you can conquer so very important like la- labeling something helps us conquer something it helps it gives us psychologically it gives us a way to get a hold of something right if anything you label you you get a sense of control if you label something right so label what happens here is when you are in this holding mode and you don't want to give just stop and think about oh what guna is operating now is is it because of rajas is rajas dominating me what will i do if i was in sattva now so that that kind of 
being be self aware and aware of what is coming through us and then going to the sattva version of it kind of intentionally that is what this is going to tell us that is the the, the framework in which uh, krishna is explaining here so when you are in lobha labeling this as rajas and then looking for what is the sattva if i was in sattva what would i do and then holding back and then doing that that is the one that gives you the control pravritti marga again mindless doing stopping for a second to see what am i doing i mean what is the end of this questioning that and then appropriately acting after that what would i do if it was sattva and then trying to nudge ourselves going to that one that is what this is intended for right so that is the nature of rajas now let us look at the um nature of tamas aprakashah apravrittischa pramada मोह एव तमस्येतानि जायन्ते विवृद्धे कुरुनंदना सो व्हेन देयर इज विवर्धन ऑफ द तमस द तमोगुण विदिन अस व्हाट हैपेंस अप्रकाश इफ रजस सी सत्वा इज क्लैरिटी रजस इज कंफ्यूजन तमस इज कम फुल्ली नो अप्रकाश दैट मींस नो अंडरस्टैंडिंग एट ऑल you will not have understand aprakasha means you don't even know that is ignorance about something is aprakasha right apravritti that be aprakasha means the um, veiling of knowledge i mean if if something is preventing you from even thinking about something that is aprakasha so if 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 in your in your mind you are pushed to do something mindlessly right and in in sales that's very important right i mean in in sales for example marketing in in sales especially you know uh, there's a very good famous book called thinking fast and slow amazing book daniel kahneman so he talks about there we, we in our mental faculties there are two systems he calls the system 1 and system 2 and i forget i think it's system 1 is that which we do without thinking right and most of our decisions are without thinking right and and he proves that with with the decisions we take like you know uh, if, if there's a multiple uh, choice questions and actually all the choices are the same but which one do you pick and they have seen and they have uh, some uh, insights and you know we pick the the heuristic we use is we pick the choice which is loss aversion right any choice which says oh uh, get one you know buy one get one free that is that is not loss it's getting one something right buy one and save 50% or something like that where where it cuts your loss right we always pick that choice even though the choice of gain and the choice of loss will be the same but when it is put in terms of preventing loss we pick that choice if you put it as gain we don't pick the choice when it comes to a choice 
so that i think that's called a system one where we make split second based on heuristics like loss aversion and all of those things because we are kind of not thinking not we are not thinking system two is when you actually sit down and think and and calculate and all that that is a system two but the what what they say is the way human is built is to conserve energy and so the system is built to make the split second decisions without expending a lot of energy otherwise it's going to be uh, you know if you are expending a lot of energy for every decision then you will not have any, anything left so that's why the bulk of our decisions are always with very less energy is what what they say system 1 right so that means what should sattva be sattva should be like what they say as the bright lines thinking that means when you have the time you should make sure that when i am confronted with a situation where i have to take split sec- split second decisions this is what i should do that means the sattva should help your tamas self or the rajas self with how to decide got it or is is this clear or no i'll give you an example right example is this right let's say um for you know uh, this uh, yearly uh, thing we do no that uh, new year resolution so on january 1st i resolve to hit the gym every day right this year 2022 every morning at 6 am i will be at the gym exercising for 1 hour good and how long will that last at the most two days three days seven days what happens after that see the clarity of sattva will be gone right tamas and rajas will be in play so then what you do bright lines thinking is sattva knows that every day the power of this decision sankalpa will not be there in force that motivation january 1st there will be motivation but the sattva will know january 7th that motivation would have gone that motivation to get up at 6 o'clock would have gone so what will sattva do sattva will say yes now it is very clear on the 7th of january i will have no mood to get up from my bed so in that situation let me do this right i will sleep with my socks on my all of the uh, you know resistance to getting up i will make it very easy easy you know the easy button so that getting up will, will be very easy you know some of the people will uh, sleep with their socks on or something that you know they can just get up brush and go right the more the things you have to do before hitting the gym the less likely you are to pursue it right but sattva in its clarity will tell you a week from now your body and your mind will think this way when you think this way we make sure we have bright lines around it so that even in our sleep work we can do the right thing that pre planning that is sattva 
right that is very important so that's that's in the in the sanskrit it's called buddhi buddhi is, is the judgment and actually it's pre plan manas is what is every day dealing with situation but the pre planning is in the domain of uh, buddhi okay so here coming back to the nature of tamas prakasha apravritti that means not being able to get up not being able to do things laziness all boredom everything is of the nature of tamas of course pramada pramada means mindlessness so mindlessness infatuation moha all of these things are of the nature of tamas right when this comes when you can think of infatuation when you like when you when you kind of catch yourself watching something again and again and again i mean like you know when we are with our phone all the time what is it satvara jastamas tamas it's of the nature of tamas right so then what would satva do satva would put uh, you know there is this uh, setting on your iphone uh, after 2 hours no access to facebook so that is what satva will do satva knows you can once you get into it you will keep on going so let me set up a where the wifi is turned off so that you know even if you go to the phone you cannot access your facebook or any of the social media you are forced to get out of it that is satva right so that is how satva is cold in the sense that you know uh, you know calm i shouldn't say cold but calm thinking is satva tamas is pramada moha is tamas so identifying that and then getting it taken care of and controlled through satva is what is what krishna is telling here you have to be self aware label when it comes up and then go back to satva more that is thinking more to control rajas and tamas when which is bound to come up which satva tamas and rajas is bound to come up but then satva should be in a position to kind of be able to control it not only you know it's not the will of the mind but it is having creating an environment where the prabhava itself is going to force you into satva right if you have sweets you want to eat if you don't even shop for sweets what will you eat there is no infatuation pramada if the sweet is there in front of you then pramada will happen you know two times you will prevent yourself from not eating but the third time you will obviously go and pick up the sweet and eat and why i am saying this is that happens to me <laughs> it's like this you sweet is there in front okay two times i don't want to eat third time no i have lost my self control i have to go and eat but so how this, about this this happens with sweets all the time not just you for everybody because uh, <laughs> they are the sweet pathways so use the same pathways that the drugs use drugs use they use exactly. the same pathway so the yeah. only way to avoid it is to total abstinence there is no other way you have to you have to, you, have to, you have to stop the craving cycle means you have to just simply stop the whole thing there is no exactly. other way so what satva would do in that case is not first of all not put it inside because if something is inside then you are thinking about it if it is out of sight is out of mind and the best thing is not even shop for it 
Not why if you bring it, then you are going to put it, and then you are going to eat it. Don't stop it. Don't make it, and make it a policy yeah. in a, in our satsang not to make any sweets, please. Yeah, best, <laughs> best, <laughs> right? See, that is satwa thinking. Satwa thinking is not satwa at this moment, but in the future also to kind of have those constraints where rajas and tamas will not dominate in you. That is what satwa does. right so it is the long term thinking and all of those things are part of sattva right so what these three yeah sunil 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 that is in direct contradiction with what we learned in chapter 3 where he says akarmana anarambhat naishkarmanyam naishkarmyam purush purushoshnute he says right so here what you are saying is karmana anarambhat now without even doing your task itself you are uh, uh, that is also arajas that is also tamas right so oh. now see the sweet is there in front of me but in, in spite of that if i am able to uh, 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 do my self control that is tamas not keeping the sweet at all in front of me that is not uh, uh, satvika quality right it is satvika quality not keeping the sweet at all in front of me correct that is that is karma anarambhat right it is like not doing the activity at all no 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 you are you are uh, it's the third chapter is a different context what the third Correct. chapter is saying so, so here what i'm trying to say is what i learned in the third now here's a direct contradiction to what i learned before so see But you what, did not learn it from me okay you have a point so, there you have a point what, there मुक्ति going to lead to mukti which one krishna is saying naishkarmya so karma anarambha is not even possible we cannot be without actions correct that is not even a human nature ah without actions so it is activity is a given we all act so how you act determines moksha that means if your intent is for knowledge that is satvika if your intent is rajasik of course if you are going to be in the cycle your mm-hmm. intent is tamas or tamas what i'm saying is do not misunderstand that you got to get mukti by not doing anything doing is a given now you have to think in terms of how to do what i do in a better way so that is what krishna is telling so do not confuse not doing as not doing action But it's not, not just phys- it's not just physical action. That's what yeah. It's not just action doesn't it, mean it just physical action. Action without kamya, it's like nishkama karma is what Krishna is saying. So that is what karma. I'm trying to apply here. So that is what I'm trying to apply here. So let the sweet be there. Let the sweet be there. In spite of that, I should not be. Able, I, I know that I'm not supposed to take it. I should not, not keeping the sweet at all in front of me. That is not. Uh, 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 no, 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 not, no 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 no. See, you are you are skipping the steps too. the process of learning do you think the baby will walk the first day no it has to okay. first crawl mm. then walk then run then fly right so what you are doing with this is satwa is telling first let me not think about it at all 
then see what you are talking about is transcendence that means something which is in front of us it doesn't even have that ability to create that desire within us that is later on how where do you start you cannot start with having a sweet and then having a desire and preventing yourself because in that state one day that is going to completely go and you are going to gorge it you are prevent sattva is telling you let me prevent it take you in a cautious path where you first crawl then you walk and then you start running start with abstinence and then slowly you will transcend it you are okay. not even abstaining you are you are you it's not even in front of you you have made it easy for you see it is always it you make easy on yourself don't make it tough you know see geeta doesn't say oh you should have a sweet and abstain from no nobody is saying that geeta is saying use your brains make sure that what see remember and what this one that i am saying now is in the fourth chapter where krishna explains the nature of kama he says kama lives in three places it lives in the indriya it lives in the manas and it lives in the buddhi mm-hmm. what does it mean in the indriya level what happens first time i eat something sweet you know you notice it ah this tastes good that is indriya level kama then the mind says ah i have tried it was good let me try again you try again and again then the kama has seeped into your manas level then what happens once it's seeped into your manas level it's making you go bring it more and more and eat more and more then it has seeped into buddhi level which means what buddhi nasho pranashyati what happens that means now your decision and judgment is clouded by this desire now you rationalize everything oh what will happen if i eat everybody will eat so when you start rationalizing about a desire that means that desire has hit your buddhi level when is it easy to stop at the indriya level or at the buddhi level at the indriya level ah which means what krishna is saying is it is better not to taste first it is not good to taste again and again and start abstaining right yeah, it is so better to get third chapter i am telling you but the fourth chapter which krishna has explained this yeah better to get rid of this before the impression gets really exactly yeah. if the impression seeps into the buddhi god help you it is very difficult because you start rationalizing right you can rationalize anything away no buddhi buddhi has you know has gone bonkers right you cannot you cannot think so do not let something to such an extent that it has gone through the indriya press and then seeped into buddhi because in that when through the buddhi there is no help for you somebody has other than you should help how can you help yourself stop it at the indriya level mm-hmm. right and which is what i am saying so how does that ha- how does stop. how does transcendence happens I mean, does it happen automatically naturally over the course of time or i mean knowledge. what what is knowledge see for example when we were young we we loved toys but you grow out of it right there was a natural uh, transcendence because something else became important something else became more important to us something else became more interesting to us so that is what to transcend so if something else 
is interesting and important to you then you naturally transcend right so that is that is how uh, and this is what sattva sattva is a protective layer again you know against all of those things so it makes us uh, be safe from something and then get our interest into things that naturally help us transcend it and that's the nature of sattva mm-hmm. okay yes mm. so yeah that is very important to understand so you should always crawl first then walk and then run and sattva this is sattvic model if you want to run in the first instance it is not going to happen right this is the rajasic and tamasic model. and if you don't even want to move that becomes tamasic right so we have to save ourselves first to limit everything to indriya level that let it not seep into the manas and the buddhi level and what do you do that by keeping it out of sight out of mind see if even it's an out of sight indriya sight is indriya out of mind manas and even english is the same thing to keep it out of it will be out of mind out of sight out of mind okay so that is uh, that is very important so these three verses very 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 important tool of sadhana very important tool number one labeling when it when you are in the middle of when you are in the middle of anger identifying that you have anger and this is what is going on anger is going to cloud your thinking and when your thinking is cloud clouded what happens buddhi nasha pranishyati krishna himself says that right kamat krodo vijayate krodat sammoha all of those causal causal chain once you identify that then you know you can use methods to kind of transcend yourself out of the anger right that that uh, and then like once you label it as oh i am in rajas now you don't have to suppress the rajas you can transcend the rajas without suppressing it right so which is just getting out of that situation not arguing right like it's sometimes uh, argument multiplies so when so if somebody you're arguing with somebody and then suddenly you know you're getting very angry when you identify that anger stop the argument that's it half the job done then it's easy to kind of get out of it right so these are sattvic ways of handling the situation and the first step in handling the situation is labeling the situation labeling the guna that is at that point of time is step number 1 Oh, I am angry now. Oh, this is rajasic. Or I am extremely angry. Oh, this is tamasic. So what happens? That means my decision will be clouded now. I cannot talk or say anything at this point because something that comes out of my mind is going to be something I am going to regret for life. Better not talk. Get out of here. That's it. You didn't. You, so they are not saying. control yourself do this nothing get out of the situation cut it indriya level cut it get out of it right so krishna is saying label see what is vivruddha what is dominant in our mind mental faculties at the time label it of course sattva encourage it rajas and tamas make sure you get out of it in a easy way just get out of it which verse is that sunil what you are talking about what you mentioned here this one uh, sarv, uh, sarvadware should the what happens what is the number 11 12 13 
very important in the decision framework is identify if it is rajas and tamas cut it and go that's it the first way of handling is to just cut it and let go and go that's it and then slowly as, as you master it that you know even good is there right in the indriya level then it seeps into the manas level then the good also seeps into good that's the one you want good us to come in and sweep through you then it becomes natural see first time is it's hard second time a little you know you need effort 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 after some time doing this becomes effortless right that that is what krishna wants is is sattva should become effortless that's the, the whole sadhana point is that is is making the right decision should be effortless making doing the right thing should be effortless okay so any questions on these three okay so the next um the next one so he he's now talking about uh, he's going to different domains and how to apply uh, the triguna concept in that so one is a decision framework you know and and how to apply that the second one is which guna you die in at the moment of death that's what you're going to become so so he's applying it to the end of life right he says yada satve pravrudde tu pralayam yati dehabrit tada uttama vidam lokan amanan pratipadyate that means at the point of death if sattva is dominating then uttama vidam lokam that means you go see in sanskrita loka it's it's a very law, wrong translation to say loka means worlds loka is not really worlds see the in hindi we say log peoples right log log is nothing but lok loka its environment which environment you are going to go into that is what loka is loka means people so satve pravrudde when sattva is is dominant in your body then when you die when sattva is dominating then what happens uttama vidam lokam people and and worlds very great people who are involved in knowledge right lokan amalan pure worlds pratipadyate that means people you know a person can be born in a family of gamblers and drunkards and all of those things person can be born in a family of scholars and and great sadhakas what is the environment in which you are going to be born is determined by what you are the state at the point of death if sattva is dominant that means death is going to be very easy death is going to be very easy in sattvic when sattva is pravruddha then you know there is sukha right there is there is this easiness death is going to be as if you are traveling back there is no holding you are like oh i wanted to do that oh let i didn't have the time to say this oh let me that that you are calm and clean 
go your passing will be very easy that is satvik there is no struggle that is satvik okay so when when there is a easy death when the satva is pravruddha in you know in the body at the time of death then you are reborn into environments when uh, with your uh, the environments prabhava the the situations in which you are born where knowledge is going to dominate you will have great mentors you will have great guides that are going to lead you in good path that is uh, or you will going to get good friendships with great people that 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 the the uh, prabhava that the environment in which you are born is going to be determined by what you uh, your state at the point of death right i think there's a if i remember right there's a story in um, bharata story in uh, bhagavata where is a is a very you know is a satvika and um, but but then he gets attached to a deer that that he had rescued it's a it's a small fawn and uh, and and then at the time of death he is like worried about oh who will take care of this right uh, you know it might get eaten by uh, wild animals and he dies thinking about the deer and then guess what happens he is born as a deer bharata right so that, uh, that and that, and again even uh, this one right gajendra boksha that uh, that elephant i forget the name of the uh, the king that king becomes elephant but in that case it's not the point of, maybe it's uh, the story doesn't talk about the point of death but it's a it's a shapa he gets a curse uh, you know for alasya that he has parikshit huh? no no not parikshit the gajendra is uh, some king um i forget what that name is but so he he is uh, he does not attend to some rishis uh, that come in when he is doing some puja and um, and because of that they say you know let this alasya be you will be born as an animal that has alasya which is elephant which is very slow and he becomes elephant of course because of the punya hari himself will come but uh, again these are all the things right what our state of mind is at the point of death that is what we will be moving forward so if it is satva then the death itself will be very easy death there is no holding at the point of death you are free oh i am free to go i don't have to think about anything i, I can free free to go but, but it, is the, it, it is the point of death or it is general period of death like uh, in the like three months prior to death you are satva no no no, no. at the point point, of death. point of death not everybody might be uh, with it right i mean like there might be there might be some sickness there might be a little bit unconscious or yeah that's what it's going to be see what is it rajasi pralayam gatva karma sangishu jayate when you die and you die with a lot of desires you cannot let go you are dying you are like uh, oh i didn't not have my uh, papers of these properties uh, handed over i don't know what is going to happen to those properties and then you die what happens that's a rajas death it's a death where you are holding on to something you've not given up you are holding on very very badly to something that is a death where you are not letting go 
and you you want to come back like you know after death the jiva tries to come back through through the different dwaras it is unable to go back but it is always trying to go back in satvik that that doesn't happen there is easy it's very easy uh, journey in rajasik death because oh i have to tell somebody you're trying to go back into the body again but that doesn't happen so the frustration multiplies right so when when you dive in such a mental state karma sangish jayate you will be born among people in a family of gamblers in a family of you know uh, useless work that kind of people that does not uh, you know uh, respect knowledge that kind of people will be born so what by default you are exposed to that by default that's what you know but of course your punya karma might determine that what one point you might get a good mentor that's going to take you guide you and all that that's all there but what prabhava you are going to be born into and what mental status you going to be born into will tell you uh, will be told by what state of that your mind is which uh, which guna was dominant when you are dying when you cannot let go and you die at that state then it is rajasik death right tatha pralinas tamasi mudha yonishu jayate if the mental itself is gone just vegetable state or extreme you know like extreme death um, you know where you know paishacha and those kinds of nature where you know something very bad has happened that is mudhayoni shujayat mudhayoni means what happens that mudhayoni means it can be paishacha uh, you know being a paishacha uh, and or it can be uh animals that's also modayoni that means that doesn't have any thinking facility uh, fa- faculties or it can be people in a, in a, in the house of drunkards where it mindlessness that's it that modayoni is naradhama naradhamaha modayonayaha then also animals are also modayonis and also um paishach and all those state that is also modayonis when the death happens when the mind is shut down mudayonishu that's tamasik in nature when there is no prakasha of light of 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 knowledge when there is nothing there then it is darkness so when you go in darkness you get in darkness right so it doesn't mean it's an end it might be that you know it is it is it is a karma that has happened but then you go to recover from it if it is our nature our swabhava what i'm talking about is what prabhava we are going to be born into but swabhava may be different you might be a satvik swabhava but you might die with darkness that means unconscious state when when at the time of death it might be a vegetative state it might be born as plants a tree but then because your swabhava is satvika you come back and and uh, start the sadhana chances will be there right so that means krishna is saying there are three kinds of things when satvika will die without any baggage that should what we should be planning for that if you are satva plan for that that you know you don't have to think at any point of time oh it's this is half the no this i don't know nothing at any point fine 
I can let go and go. Everything is, is done. That is uh, Krishna. What is Krishna saying? If you want that state, you know, like in, um, in uh, productivity literature, they, they call it brain dump. Have you heard of brain dump? Brain dump means whether it's once a week or maybe once a day, it's too much, but once a week, take a sheet of paper and write everything down that is in your, on your mind. Everything that comes. So these are all the thoughts that come and go and trouble you. But they are not answered because you know you can only do one thing at a time. But suddenly you are, you are doing sudden something and suddenly, oh, I had to go and talk to the bank. And then it goes away. But it goes away from consciousness, but in unconsciousness, it's still there. It is still causing anxiety and trouble and all that. But when you do a brain dump, you write everything that comes to your mind down. And you have a system to capture. You know, they call it the second brain. So you captured everything that's there. So once you do that, you have a sense of calmness. You know, it's the, the anxiety that I might be uh, forgetting something. That is the cause of anxiety. A lot of anxiety comes because everything is kept here. And we think that, oh, so I might be missing something. And we are anxious all the time. So when you do a brain dump, what happens is you know it's all captured. It's either here or it's there. If it's on a, on a, on a paper, then you know, you know what? I'm good. Everything, I've captured everything. I'm good. That is what is sattvic in nature. It's kind of do a brain dump. And then take care of those things slowly. So you don't have to have any kind of regret or, uh, you know, oh, I didn't do this, nothing. You, know, you, can, you can calmly be and go about. That is very important. Right? So that is what, that's sattva. That sattva people, at any point of them, they're ready. No, everything is done. I've, when I was there, I experienced it. I did my beautiful highest things. And I can slow, go without any regrets. Because I've given 100%, I can go without holding. I can let go. But people who are not given 100% and people who are like, uh, you know, uh, kept everything to within themselves and all that, they're the ones like, oh, I didn't tell this, I didn't do this, I had to do this, you know, that thing. They, that will be a Rajasik death. A Tamasik death is, uh, you know, unfortunate death. So that is, uh, that is how you have to plan. And to avoid this, there is one sure shot bullet. What is that sure shot bullet? You mean avoid means what? To remember Paramatma. Raja Guhya Yoga. To remember Paramatma when you are dying. And that, yeah, that, but again, see, remembering Paramatma is not in our hands. So right? if you it practice is, it every day, maybe you will hopefully will remember it. Kind of correct, thing. correct. But, but the other thing is, see, yeah, practicing our thing is uh, uh, is purushakara. I'm talking about daiva. What is the daiva part? The Narayana Astakshari Mantra. It is the protection. Right? So in Kali Yuga they say, Narayana Astakshari is the... I used to be, um, you know, to just give a context, and I used to be, like, you know, in, in, in Hinduism there is moksha, right? Moksha is sense of freedom. But if you look at Christianity, it's, it's salvation. Salvation means saving from uh, a bad thing, right? from hell. It's basically saving you from hell. 
and moksha and salvation are not the same. You cannot say moksha is salvation. There are two different concepts. But then after you know, you, you study more, I have uh, changed my position. Salvation is good in the sense that we need to be saved because before we have to be freed. Right? You need an insurance policy. What is that insurance policy? Narayana Astakshara Mantra. Narayana Astakshara Mantra is that insurance policy that protects you. It's like whatever happens which is not going to be in control. Please make sure that when I come back, I have good guidance. So then you, you, you cannot over plan all of this. See, that's the thing, right? See, eventually what Krishna is saying is you cannot control everything. So leave it to me. That is what Krishna is saying. You know, can you control what you think in the moment of death? No, you cannot. Never can. You cannot can control it. Yes, you can start doing things and make things habit. So that smarana is there. But then, you know, Bhishma himself did not have the smarana in the end. So if Bhishma cannot have uh, the smarana, then what, what will happen to us? Right? So that means there are portions that we can do now and we can cultivate. But then there is 99% that we cannot do anything about. Who protects you from that? Krishna. That sense of, hey, I have given up that control to you. That sense has to come. Hey, you have the reins to me. You hold the reins to me. I have given the control to you. Right? I will not think, but I will do what I need to do. But what I cannot control, I give it to you and is in your hands. That has to kind of seep into our heads, into our minds. When that seeps in, there is no worry at all. See, you worry when you have to control everything. You don't worry when you know I've done everything I can, but everything else I know he is going to take care of. Then there is no worry. What about I, Vishnu Sahasranama? Does it help to same as Nara and Antarakshan? Is, is, is both no, yeah, of course. Vishnu Sahasranama is, uh, is, is amazing. Narayana Astrakshara Mantra is, is basically as a protection mantra. That means it is salvation mantra. I mean, it, you can actually translate it as a salvation mantra. That means it protects you from adhogati. You need that protection every day. Right? That Narayana Astrakshara mantra was revealed for that. And it's an Astrakshari. And all Astrakshari mantras are to protect you. Vadashakshari right? mantras are to free you. Shadakshari mantra is to guide you. Astrakshari mantra is to protect you. Right? That's, that's how it is. 6, 8 and 12. Right? So that is what Krishna is saying. Is these are how the deaths will be. Right? Which means what? Which means two things. Cultivate to do the right thing now. Make it a habit. Everyday habit. And also make sure you don't control everything and give control to my hands. When that happens, then it is usually going to be satyak only. Because you are not really worried about anything. Because you know, he takes care of things that I have left. Right? It's easy to let go. When it is easy to let go, it's satyak. When it is difficult to let go, it's tamasic. I mean, it's rajasic. Right? When it's extremely uh, difficult, then it's tamasic. Or when it's completely 
dark also it is tamasic right so that those are the things that we cannot control that which we don't control should be given to who to given to parmatma that recognition see that is what worship is worship is when we say namaha namama namaha means not me i cannot control everything i cannot do everything i am not in you know the 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 only thing you are the main thing that is namaha when we say namaha that is what it means that means namaha is a process of transferring the control from yourself because you are burdened by control that control to the hands of god and keeping that which you can control in your hands and also telling you that telling parmatma that hey you are the one that gives me those thoughts dio yona prachodayat the prachodana of what i think comes from you i don't think my thoughts it comes from you give me those thoughts all i can do is just request you plead you with you to give me those thoughts that is what the nature of worship is nature of worship is giving of control Right? That is that's important. Okay, I think it's now twelve forty-four now, and we have uh, we have done uh, uh, I think about six slokas here. Again, next next one, um, he he talk about different domains and you know, how to apply all of those things. And from now to the end of eighteenth chapter, it is all the framework of trigonas. Everything, it is applied to eating. Krishna, you know, Krishna tells us which what to eat. what to give up everything is going he tells us so that's why geeta is a guide to life because he tells us what to eat what to give up how to eat everything will come later on in the, in the other chapters okay so we will stop at this and um, i can answer any questions um you know let me know sunil so, um just unrelated thing the you're yes. posting the vishnu sahasranama every day uh the the where you are posting it there up to there's only like 87 or something i think um yeah the yes the uh, the recording it is itself is stopped at 78 yeah yeah i have to yeah i have to restart it but the uh, the meaning that i'm writing is is current right but uh, it's in the whatsapp yeah 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 the it's recording the... the podcast is stopped at 78 i have to find time to do it again see it's like the the app that i was using i have to do a couple of steps to remove because it it's i have to do something to remove something before it can publish it so that has stopped me so it's got if it was one click i would do every day now i have to sit and think about it that tamas has stopped me that's you know, that's what it is i'll probably have to spend 20 minutes or 30 minutes to remove that but i'm i'm not doing it that means my tamas has become pravrutta but now that you asked me um, i was can actually you, can you can you publish it as a whole batch maybe that saves time for you like the whole uh, 30 40 or instead of one one each no i have to still record it you know oh, I, okay. i'm recording it every day okay okay and um, and then yeah publish but what happened is you know uh, when we did the 10 big ideas one in i think for the second class i had forgotten the recorder so i recorded on it now i want to save it and it's not letting me save it but then the i it's also not letting me publish the next one so that is where i am stuck 
so i have to figure out what to do but once i remove it i'll, I'll be able to publish it um and i can do it on like through the desktop but uh, on the app i cannot do that so through the desktop you know i can kind of publish the class and all those things that are audio but if i'm recording on the phone then it is kind of block me so yeah i I'll, i'll kind of figure it out and um, maybe record it um you know play it and record on another one and then i'll be able to delete once i delete it on that app then i can record further so namaha means uh, complete surrender to god is it what you can't control correct and uh, uh, narayana kavacham is to protect you narayana kavacham is to protect you yeah. there is a, another beautiful one called narayana varma in uh, bhagavata ha huh. it's fantastic it's like protecting everything and the the dwada dwadakshari uh, dwadashakshari that is to free you isn't free you correct and so to, it's all related to jyotishya right the 12th house is freedom uh-huh. and to guide you is six shadakshari mantra okay yeah thank you yeah so the most important is ashtakshari mantra is is first is to establish a protection whatever happens let me not land you know in in the bad state uh let me be protected from that and then you can you know once you are protected you can do anything if you are not uh, protected then uh, you know you might uh, land in the weeds so that's why it's kind of first is protection then is growth that's why krishna says yoga kshemam vahamiham kshema is protection yoga is growth so both has to be there right in 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 terms of money shema is insurance policy yoga is investment right so that which is is for saving that is insurance saves you from loss and that is shema which is called shema in sanskrita and then uh, in yoga means that which you gain is yoga yoga means gain so that is gain so there's gain and protection together okay uh, what did you think of this this is a amazing chapter and um, a great guide in judgment uh, a framework of uh, decisions and judgments and all that and how to be how to go about and all that so very very practical chapter and of course you know gita itself is very practical but this chapter is foundational because understanding this you can apply to everything else and which is how i started before um you know in the gita we have applied this triguna framework all through you know remember when people were saying oh i am in the gnana path i don't need to do karma and bhakti i am in the bhakti path that is uh, you know that is that is the confusion that's misunderstanding right gnana see gnana is the real knowing the real knowing leads to service naturally and leads to bhakti right the gnana's end of gnana that means the goal end goal of gnana is bhakti because see feelings like even even uh, you know decisions we decide emotionally first and then we rationalize things that's how mind works right so for everything is basically emotion then reason right so 
the reason that uncovers the emotion to come out naturally that is bhakti jnana is to remove the veil that is covering bhakti karma is the process of removing the veil bhakti is us bhakti is what we are what we feel how we think that is, i mean that is bhakti right so bhakti is us so there is no bhakti marga only that i'm only chanting and i'm only doing all of this no it is jnana the jnana and service sahita bhakti jnana karma sahita bhakti right otherwise it is just emotional irrational right so that which is when you know something and that leads to bhakti that is true bhakti okay anything else any uh, any other questions no questions what did you any anything that stood out today that um, that you learned self awareness of what uh, state of guna are you in yeah that is very very important i mean that's just the step of just don't even you know the not even the next step of letting go but just awareness like cultivating awareness first that is uh, you know that is top most yeah that's very important anything else controlling things at the indriya level not even correct correct controlling things at the indriya level. cut it off at the indriya level let yes. it not get into you right and that's very important it's like when kama gets into the buddhi level buddhi nasha buddhi nasha pranashyati that's it it becomes so dominating that there is no you know you cannot do anything about it it's very very difficult to lose it it is always easy to control at indriya level stop it at the first attempt that's it so that that connects with the fasting also right the fasting and all that you know control the indriyas and correct as to focus things in correct 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 yeah because it gives you the clarity right it gives you see sometimes we, the way we eat and all that we are not even aware of how hunger feels how thirst feels because you feel thirsty you just drink you feel hunger you just eat so we don't even know what hunger is but when you are fasting it gives you time to identify the how hunger feels right how what the body is telling what the body is trying to do because that hunger is going to make you rationalize oh it is okay you know let's do this it's fine or oh, this ekadashi will i'll leave it like that it, it try to rationalize right but if you are aware of how the body you know uh, is is telling you and all that when you start calmly seeing that that's when you can transcend so not why don't uh, the gunas uh, you know you said you do this sattvic activities when you notice this uh, rajasik and tamasik gunas thoughts coming up but uh, instead of just ignoring them just ignore them you don't even pay attention I mean, you have them you just notice them you just ignore them you don't judge them that itself is sufficient right so basically you're not clinging on to them or follow follow Correct. you cannot but action. you you have to label them right you cannot you cannot judge them you cannot judge them in the sense that you know if tamas has come right you have you have a lot of infatuation right a lot of moha comes identifying that it is moha and then kind of like 
letting go of that seeing it as a passing cloud and just watching it seeing it as like, a passing cloud correct. and then letting right. it go and letting it go yeah. rather than rather than going you know getting getting entangled in that correct thing, that's exactly know, what krishna means, is talking which about. means you need some kind of some kind of a separation at a higher level uh, to be able to correct. see that emotion differently yes only in the sattva can you separate that that clearly and, and sattva is there operating in the in the body and the mind then it is very easy for you to separate rajas makes you can get hold of it like for example when you hung, when you are hungry suddenly you go grab something and eat that is rajasic and then you keep eating again and again and again that becomes tamasic tamasic right but that that getting that hunger or oh, now i am hungry but it's like it's false right it's basically it's, here to get the conscious action in every act so here, because a lot of times we do unconsciously so we have to bring the awareness into every action correct but making the conscious acting habitual that is sadhana it is a lot of energy is required to bring uh, awareness and consciousness to each and Even every action initially correct In- initially yes but eventually it should be effortless and it will be i mean once it becomes a habit see like they say once ankara takes over anything is possible see once it is defined as who you are hey so i am sunil and it is sunil to not drink that or not have drinks or something right then there is no there is no that means you have transcended it that means it's not me to do this your your ahankara has taken over right so if you have defined yourself as something that is the by very nature have defined myself of somebody that doesn't do something that is self transcendence that means you it's not that you have transcended self your self has transcended that that it, it is not me to be doing that when you say it is not me to be doing that that means yourself itself is defined in such a way that you are way beyond that activity so then it is become habitual because habitual means it's see initially it's a lot of effort then it becomes effortless then it becomes you then ahankara takes over because it's a habit it's defined as you or it is me to do that it's me not to do that right it's, it's you are defining it as you at that time you are transcended transcended that then it is effortless for you i mean this whole step is sadhana this whole step like step 1 2 like you know cutting it at indriya level and then uh, full labeling it pulling yourself letting go and and keeping into sattva and all of those things and then you know it, it takes effort conscious effort and then as you keep doing it then it becomes your your second nature and then it becomes you you know it it's it's me why did you do this oh, i've never done it it's me that's it so there is no explanation because it's you right and it's always good if it's cultivated from young age that is you know that's a punya bala if you are born in a family where that becomes natural and normal as you are growing up your self definition of yourself is i am this this is what i do so there is no nothing you need from that it it's going to be very effortless 
Okay. Okay. If there's any um, if there's uh, any other question, I can answer. Otherwise, we'll stop. Uh, it's almost about one p.m. now. Okay. Um, let's stop at this point. Next week, we'll pick up the other uh, slokas. Again, Krishna is going to other uh, different other domains, explaining how trigunas, um, you know, needs to be identified in those domains and how it's. So there is like use case in every two three slokas. He's giving different domains in a bunch of two three slokas, and and then an application. So you know, like at point of death, what happens? Why is he say, telling about point of death? He's telling because when you are living. Make sure you do die that way, right? So that is why Krishna is saying, make sure you do things today, so that at when the, that point comes, you are not thinking and grasping, uh, you know, uh, straws. Uh, you know, at, when when that point happens, because at that time it's too late. Say, do it now, so that it is very easy later on. That's what Krishna is saying. It should be very easy to let go. When when does it start? Now starts now. So I mean, I mean, Gita. That's why Gita is the, the foremost. Right? I mean, the amazing text. It's a guidebook for life. Everything and from now on, you'll see uh, everything about life. You know, when it comes, I think it's a sixteenth or seventeenth chapter. I think where he talks about different kinds of food. How food affects the mind. Food is satvara jastamas. Which foods to eat? Beautiful. I mean, it's uh, amazing. What kind of charity to do? How to do charity? You know, all of those things. What kind of fear and courage you should have? What is courage and what is not having courage? And all of those things he talks about. And um, I mean, it's an amazing guidebook. Uh, again, all of the foundation for that is this: the Triguna framework. From now on, everything that we learn, he's going to use this framework to explain uh, what we uh, find in our in the world that we encounter and how to decide and how to judge within this framework. It's fantastic. Okay, so it's one o'clock. So we'll stop here and we'll pick up uh, the next slokas uh, in the next class. Uh, let's end with the prayer. ओके